Hello and welcome to the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. If you've been following along, then you know we've been focusing our stories on the Northern Kingdom of Israel. We've learned a lot about the wicked King Ahab in the north. But now it's time for us to take a trip back down to the southern kingdom of Judah to see who is ruling there now. When we last left the southern kingdom of Judah, King Asa was on the throne. Do you remember him? He was the king who had removed the Asherah poles from the land and had his own grandmother's Asherah pole chopped down. After King Asa passed away, his son, Jehoshaphat, succeeded him as king. Can you say Jehoshaphat? King Jehoshaphat stationed troops in all the fortified cities of Judah and put garrisons in Judah and in the towns of Ephraim. The Lord was with Jehoshaphat because in his early years as king, he walked in the ways of his great-grandfather David. He did not consult or worship the false god Baal, but he sought the God of his father and followed his commands rather than the practices of King Ahab in the northern kingdom. The Lord was with King Jehoshaphat, and he established his kingdom under his control. And all Judah brought gifts to Jehoshaphat so that he had great wealth and honor. His heart was devoted to the ways of the Lord. Furthermore, he removed the high places and the Asherah poles that had been left after his father, King Asa, had died. When he had been king for only three years, King Jehoshaphat sent his officials to teach the word of the Lord in the towns of Judah. With them were some of the Levites and priests. They taught the truth of God's word all throughout Judah, taking with them the book of the law of the Lord. They went around to all the towns of Judah and taught the people. Now, truth seekers, this is amazing. This is wonderful. This is the first time we have heard of a king of Israel or Judah sending out men to preach and teach the truth of God's word to the people. So many of them had been tempted to worship false gods, they no longer knew the truth. And I'm going to tell you something else that you might be surprised by. Most people in those days did not know how to read or write. They could not just pick up a Bible like you and I can and open it up and start reading it. You and I are very, very blessed to be able to have Bibles of our own that we can open and read for ourselves. Back then, they had to depend upon the teachers, the priests, and the leaders of their community who could read and write to read the Word of God out loud. Many of them would memorize long passages of Scripture just so they could have it in their hearts and remember it when they couldn't read it. Well, you can imagine what this did for the southern nation of Judah. Not only had they removed their idols, but now they continued to hear the word of the Lord and hide it in their hearts. 
God moved so powerfully among them that even the people from the surrounding nations were in awe and fear of the Lord fell on all the kingdoms of the lands surrounding them so that they did not make war with Jehoshaphat. Some Philistines even brought Jehoshaphat gifts and silver. That's right, I said Philistines. Jehoshaphat became more and more powerful. He built forts and store cities in Judah. He had large supplies in the towns of Judah. He also kept experienced fighting men in Jerusalem. Now, after some years went by, King Jehoshaphat decided he was going to make a visit to the northern kingdom of Israel to see King Ahab. You see, King Jehoshaphat was even at peace with King Ahab in the northern kingdom. A great feast was held in honor of the occasion. The two kings coming together, King Ahab from the northern kingdom and King Jehoshaphat from the southern kingdom, dressed in their royal robes. They sat on thrones placed outside the city gate. They talked about many things, but the main concern was about the city of Ramoth Gilead. King Ahab turned to King Jehoshaphat and said, Don't you know that the city of Ramoth Gilead belongs to us, and yet we are doing nothing to retake it from the king of Aram? So he asked Jehoshaphat, Will you go with me to fight against Ramoth Gilead and help me get it back? Jehoshaphat replied to King Ahab, I am as you are, my people as your people, my horses as your horses. What Jehoshaphat meant was that even though they were divided into the northern and southern kingdoms, he still saw Israel as one nation. Now, Jehoshaphat said something else that took King Ahab by surprise. He said, First, let us seek the wisdom of the Lord. Let us ask the Lord about it. So King Ahab brought together the prophets, about 400 men, and asked them, Shall I go to war against Ramoth Gilead, or shall I stay here? All 400 prophets of Ahab said exactly what King Ahab wanted to hear. They said, Go, for the Lord will give it into the king's hand. Well, true seekers, Jehoshaphat had heard the word of the Lord enough to know something wasn't right here. These prophets were not really prophets at all, not like Elijah, and not like Samuel, not like any of the other prophets we have learned about so far. These prophets only said exactly what they knew the king wanted them to say. They never said anything that made the king mad or upset or that he might disagree with. Now, I know that you know this is not the job of a prophet. A prophet's job is to only speak what the Lord says, no matter who agrees or disagrees. King Jehoshaphat was bold enough to say, Is there not a prophet of the Lord here whom we can inquire of? King Ahab said, There is still one man through whom we can inquire of the Lord, but I hate him because he never prophesies anything good about me, but always bad. He is Micaiah, son of Imlah. So King Ahab called one of his officials and said, Bring Micaiah at once. 
dressed in their royal robes, King Ahab and King Jehoshaphat were sitting on their thrones at the threshing floor by the entrance of the gate of the capital city of Samaria, with all the prophets prophesying before them. Now, a man named Zedekiah suddenly appeared. He had made iron horns, and wearing them on his head, he came forward and said, This is what the Lord says. With these you will gore the Arameans until they are destroyed. All the other prophets were prophesying the same thing. Attack Ramoth Gilead and be victorious, they said, for the Lord will give it into the king's hand. The messenger who had gone to summon Micaiah said to him, Look, as one man, the other prophets are predicting success for the king. Let your word agree with theirs and speak favorably. The messenger knew it would not go well for Micaiah if he did not agree with what the other prophets were saying. Micaiah replied, As surely as the Lord lives, I can tell him only what the Lord tells me. When Micaiah arrived, the king asked him, Micaiah, shall we go to war against Ramoth Gilead, or shall I refrain? Micaiah was frustrated. He knew the king did not really want the truth. He saw all of the other prophets standing around, speaking lies from their mouths, and so Micaiah mocked the king and prophets by saying, Yes, of course, attack and be victorious, for the Lord will give it into the king's hand. <laughs> the king knew Micaiah was mocking him and said, How many times must I make you swear to me? Tell me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord. Well, truth seekers, you and I know King Ahab did not really want the truth, did he? But Micaiah went ahead and answered him the truth in the name of the Lord, the word that the Lord had given to him. And he said, I saw all Israel scattered on the hills like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, These people have no master. Let each one go home in peace. This was a word to King Ahab. He had not been the leader he should have been. He had not been the king that God had called him to be. So the people were like sheep without a shepherd, without a leader, and it would not go well for them if they went into battle. God spoke through Micaiah to tell King Ahab to not go to battle, but to go home. King Ahab then turned to Jehoshaphat. Didn't I tell you that he never prophesies anything good about me, but only bad? Micaiah, being a man of God and knowing the truth, said to King Ahab, Your prophets are lying to you. The Lord has spoken evil concerning you. He has decreed disaster for you. Then Zedekiah, the man wearing the horns, slapped Micah on the cheek. King Ahab said, Put him in prison and feed him with the bread of affliction and with water of affliction until I come in return safely. But Micaiah declared, If you ever return safely, the Lord has not spoken through me. For Micaiah knew that King Ahab would not return at all. And so it happened. 
that King Jehoshaphat and King Ahab went to battle at Ramoth-Gilead. During the battle, Ahab had taken off his robes and disguised himself so that no one would know that he was the king. But it did not matter. One of the men during the battle drew his bow and arrow and released it into the air, not even knowing where it was going to hit. That arrow flew straight at King Ahab and found its way into a tiny opening between the sections of his armor. King Ahab told his chariot driver, Wheel around and get me out of the fighting! I've been wounded! All day long the battle raged. The king was propped up in his chariot facing the battle. The blood from his wound ran onto the floor of the chariot, and that very evening he died. As the sun was setting, a cry spread through the army, The king is dead! Every man to his town, everyone to his own land. So King Ahab died and was brought to the capital city of Samaria, and they buried him there. They washed the chariot at a pool in Samaria. And do you know what happened? Just as Elijah had prophesied, there the dogs licked up his blood. As for Jezebel, she lived 12 more years after Ahab's death, but the day came when her own guards threw her out of the window of the palace in Jezreel, the same palace where she had plotted Naboth's death. And so, truth seekers, that was the end of King Ahab and Queen Jezebel's reign in the land of Israel. What truth do we find in this story? What was God speaking to your heart as you listened to the story today? Did you notice that King Ahab had 400 men who were called prophets? You might be thinking, how could that be? Well, I'm sad to say that not every person who called himself a prophet was a true prophet of God. King Ahab had surrounded himself with people who only spoke what he wanted to hear even if it meant they had to lie to him. Micaiah was the only true prophet of God because he was not afraid to speak the truth when others would not. The truth of God's word will always reveal things to us that are good for us, even if it might be hard to hear at times. That's why it's so important to read God's word and know his truth. Because as we read His Word, the Holy Spirit comes to our hearts and shows us places where He wants to help us change and grow to become more like Him. The truth is not something we make up. The truth is given to us by God. And the truth will always change us to make us look more like Jesus. We can also learn from this story that God's Word will go forth but there may be many voices that are speaking the opposite of God's word. With 400 men speaking lies, I'm sure it was hard to know the truth. Just because there were 400 men saying the same thing did not mean it was true. It only took one man of God to speak the truth. Can you imagine the courage of Micaiah? He was slapped in the face and put in prison for speaking God's word. There are going to be a lot of voices saying a lot of things. And just because you hear many voices saying the same thing 
does not always make it true. You might be thinking, well, how will I ever know what the truth is? I'm so glad you asked. The truth will always be found in the Word of God. Do you have a Bible? Then you have the truth. Do your parents read the Bible to you? Then you are listening to the truth. Each episode of the Truth Seekers podcast is speaking truth to you straight from God's Word. When you need to know the truth, run back to the Bible. Galatians tells us that the Bible is our sword. The Bible is your sword against the lies of the enemy. When you are confused or unsure, begin speaking the word of God. It's the safest place you can go to find truth because it's God's word and God will never lie. God always speaks the truth. And as you read your Bible and listen to the Bible stories, the Holy Spirit will plant seeds of truth deep in your heart that will grow and strengthen you so that one day you will be strong and courageous, just like Micaiah, to speak the truth, even when it seems like no one else is. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in 1 Kings chapter 22, and 2 Chronicles, chapter 17 and 18. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today and we thank you so much that you are the giver of truth. We thank you that no lie can ever come from your mouth. It is impossible for you to lie. And so we trust you. We trust your word Help us not to be like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, for when they heard the lies of the serpent, they stopped believing you. Lord God, help us to be discerning and give us wisdom to know when the enemy is speaking lies. Help us to hold fast to your truth, even when it seems like there are 400 voices speaking the same thing. If they are not speaking the word of God, if they are going against what your word says is true, then they are not speaking truth. We thank you that we can know the truth because you have given us your word. And I pray, Father, that as we go to your word, as we read the Bible, as we learn more about who you are and what the Bible teaches us about who you are, I pray that it would change us, that as we learn more truth, that we would be changed, that we would reflect you, that we would reveal your glory to those around us and to those around us who are lost in confusion and darkness and don't know the truth. Let them see the truth in us. Let us be light bearers. Let us be truth seekers. Let us be truth proclaimers, just like Micaiah. Give us courage. But also, Father, I pray that you would give us courage to speak the truth in love to those who need to hear it. We just thank you so much today, Father. We bless your name. We worship you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Before we go, I would like to read a few more reviews from iTunes. Hope Health Home says, Sherilyn's Truth Seeker podcast has been an amazing blessing to our whole family. I love that any age will learn and grow from this series. We started in First and Second Samuel and went back to the beginning. 
Our family always tries to find ways to make studying God's word a natural part of our day, and this has been so refreshing. As a lifelong Bible student, this podcast reminds me God's word is living and active and fresh for those eager to hear. Thank you, Sherilyn, for sharing this gift. Well, thank you so much for that review. And to Aiden F., he left a review. He says, my name is Aiden, and I'm seven years old. I really like your podcast. We get to listen to it and do the activities before we start our school day. I especially like the Bible quiz challenge. It's so much fun. My mom and I are learning together and enjoy that time each week. Thank you, Aiden. I appreciate that review. Also, here's another review that says, we listen to this every morning and my kids age nine and six enjoy it. I love the way it walks through the Bible in a way accessible to kids and still true to the Bible. And finally, this review says, my four-year-old daughter and I enjoy hearing the stories of scripture together and listening to this podcast is a highlight of our week. I appreciate how it is a faithful retelling of the Bible that invites application and prayer, and there's often a request for just one more. I love hearing that. Thank you so much for leaving those reviews. I really appreciate it. If you haven't had a chance to go in and leave a review in iTunes, it's greatly appreciated. I also want to remind you that uh, for all of my Patreon subscribers, As usual for each episode, I am posting activities that go along with each episode. So for example, today's episode will have a Bible quiz challenge worksheet to answer questions and scripture verses to look up the answers to the questions. It'll also have a discussion guide. It'll have um, a truths we have learned section from the episode. And then I usually add a crossword puzzle or a word search or some kind of word puzzle to go along with the episode. And sometimes I've been adding maps. Um, For example, when we've been talking about Elijah and the different places that he's traveled, I'll upload a map to go with it. So that is over at patreon.com forward slash Sherilyn R. Grant. You can sign up there in every episode. I've been uploading those activity guides to go along with the episodes if that's something that you are interested in. All right. Thank you everyone for listening today. And I look forward to our time together next week.